Macro Podcast Special Edition for September 9th, 2008, brought to you by Audible.com. Welcome to this special edition of the Macro Podcast. I'm your host, Senior Editor Chris Breen, and around the table, I have Editorial Director Jason Snell. Hello. Associate Editor Dan Morin. Howdy. Senior Editor Dan Frakes. Hello. And we have gathered here today because it is Tuesday. And, of course, Tuesday, first, second-ish Tuesday in every September is a big deal for Apple because it's always the time when they say, hey, guess what? The holidays are coming up, and we need something to sell. And what they sell is iPod, 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 and movies and music <laughs> and iPod socks. No. Yeah, but it doesn't. It, it doesn't look so great on the website if it's just iPod and movies and socks. No, it's iPod. It was a big iPod event and the iPod holiday, annual fall it, iPod holiday. Exactly. And to no one's surprise, Steve Jobs came out today and he said, "Let's rock." And indeed, they did. He did not no, say, let's rock. No, okay. Well, that the invitation awesome. said, let's rock. It would have rock. been totally cool. It really would have but been. No. You know, kind of the doing the devil's horn thing. No, he didn't. Instead, the invitation said, let's rock. And clearly, it was going to be an iPod event. And it turns out that's what it was. And uh, we gathered to, together today at the Yerba Buena. Yerba Buena Center Theater for the something or others. Yerba Buena yeah. Center for the Arts Theater. Right. Instead right. of Moscone yeah, West that, because right. somebody else took it up. And they, it's a very nice theater. So we haven't been there for a couple of years. <laughs> And uh, and there we were to announce several new products today, yeah. and uh, our panel is going to go through them and talk about what they mean and why you want each and every one of them. Ironically, the uh, Moscone was taken up by the mobile communications conference all week. Oh, but does it rock? No, no there was no. no rocking. There was no rock. There was no rock. There was no roll. Right. No. So Apple pretty much reserved all the rocking for yeah. their if, own event. If the theater is rocking. Then Apple is a <laughs> Right. Okay. So uh, the first thing that happened, of course, is Steve Jobs showed up. And yes, I, he did. I think there was some – not a lot of questions, but some people I think were thinking, hmm, how Steve's health? Is he going to be there? And Steve pretty much took care of that within <laughs> the first minute. Right. He did the old the old Mark Twain uh, uh, reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated and he said I'm, I'm – uh, what did he say? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Let's move on. Let's, Let's move on. Let's move on. I'm finished. Enough said. Yeah. 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 And uh, and Dan Lyons, who was in the audience, didn't visibly weep at, at that, and, <laughs> and thought, "Oh, great! I can put fake Steve Jobs back online." Um, wasn't that a, wasn't that a quintessential Apple moment though, and a Steve Jobs moment to basically say enough to address it and do probably enough that although people will be talking about what it exactly yeah. it means, all the Krem, Kremlinologists out there, he. Laid it to rest without disclosing anything, which yeah. is, I think, has been their take all along. That that you know, shut up already. It's a private thing. He's fine, and so he did it himself. Well, it was also a nice, a nice little uh, tip of the hat to that Bloomberg leaking their, their obituary well, yeah. of him, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, and also it was on a slide. He actually put it on a keynote slide, yeah. saying yeah. reports of my death. Although you know, he probably could have allayed all fears by doing a lap around the auditorium. Yeah, I wanted him to turn his head and cough. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Well, I don't think Phil Schiller was on stage yet, and so <laughs> and Phil needs to be there for that. Okay. So moving on, um, something else that has been resurrected from the dead, um, NBC. Well, you know, Steve wasn't actually dead. No, I know. We only know that. There's no proof. And NBC, while in fifth place in the ratings, is not actually dead either. Technically dead, but what appeared is that Apple's relationship with NBC was dead. Yes. 
And uh, although Steve, you know, Steve said they were talking or something. Yeah. And he, you know, it's been out there. I mean, they, well, it's they, not they, like they they, they, they wasn't dead. It was we, just they were broken up. You know, they they took some time. They apart. were on a break. Yeah. yeah, but they hadn't recalled their uh, our episodes of Friends available on the iTunes <laughs> yeah. store. They they they, um, they didn't recall the ambassadors from the embassy though. You know, I think they were still talking. Right. Well, not to the point though that he brought Zucker out. Well, no, no, he's still in a cage somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Which is only right. And NBC is back, and I think a lot of people are happy about it because they want Battlestar Galactica and Heroes. Battle- and Battlestar Monk. And Battlestar <laughs> Monk. It's, yeah, it's like Kung Fu Panda, Battlestar Monk. <laughs> yeah. Now, the reason NBC left is because they, they felt they were not getting enough variable um, variety in their pricing. So something happened today where maybe that's what made them come back. Right, because the HD shows are now a dollar more than standard def versions of those shows, which is variable in a way. Right. Now, did they mention that anybody else is getting HD shows? Actually. During the, during the keynote? During the keynote, they did not. But afterward, in my secret meeting that I had with some of the people at Apple, uh, they did say that already you can get Showtime and CBS as right. well as NBC, although NBC has most of the shows that are in HD right now. And that was really the group that they got, which is essentially two parties, right, because Showtime is CBS and NBC. Those were the ones they went to in advance and said, we're going to do this. Um, so we should expect more in the near future and, and, and ABC because ABC is a right. good partner. So the ABC, CBS, Showtime and NBC with more to come. Um, so – but yeah, NBC was the one they used as an example because they really wanted to go out and say, look, we're going to make a big splash. We're going to say NBC is still on the air. Yeah, they're still on the air. Yeah. We love their shows really. But then when you download uh, iTunes 8, which we're going to talk about in a second, right there on the on the homepage, they do feature Californication is going to be available in HD, Weeds in HD. So right. the Showtime stuff is definitely there. Right. But I think they went out of their way to – And the other yeah. promo that's interesting uh, is uh, as a part of this, uh, you know – it's a promotional thing, but it's also, I think, an acceptance of the fact that a lot of last season's NBC shows just were left on the cutting room floor, mm-hmm. although I guess they're, they're going to be back now if they're not yeah. back already, is um, they're going to be giving away a free download of one episode of every NBC show, oh, nice. I believe, uh, from last season hmm. um, leading up hmm. to this year. Some of them will be the season finales and some might be other episodes. And uh, what Eddie Q, who yeah. runs iTunes, basically told me is that uh, – and Tina Fey actually picked her favorite episode. To, they, they had oh, her great. pick an episode. So, you know, obviously the NBC Apple promotional – thing, you know, it, it, the engine is revving here. And right. this wasn't just a, all right, fine, we'll come back. It they're was just like, the best of friends now? Well, it, yeah. and it's a fall season promotional opportunity for NBC, yeah. so right. it's, it's kind of brilliant. Fifth place, help. Yeah, yeah, It's and, and iTunes might be a good place. As we all argued a year ago, yeah. iTunes might be a good place for the fifth place network, especially since a third of the downloads on iTunes at that point were NBC shows. Mm-hmm. So they were doing really well on iTunes. Well, and it's a no-brainer. Like Chris said, they get an extra dollar per show for HD when they're already filming them all. No extra HD. effort. Well, and yeah. they, had to, they had to compete. I mean, I was watching something on Hulu the other day, and they have an option to watch stuff in HD. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, all the other video providers are going in that direction. I think Amazon's new video on-demand service offers HD TV as well. So, you know, if they want to stay competitive, that's clearly where everybody's heading. Yeah, and I think this was kind of a very typical Apple way of resolving issues by doing something that seems very feature-rich. So they don't have to say, okay, we've made up with NBC. Instead, they go, look, we've got HD. And then everybody can say, where? And they look over there, and then you just ignore the fact that these two have been fighting like cats and dogs for the last year. Look over there! (laughs) Now, uh, Dan Warren, you noticed something today while doing your research after the event about, um, sure, we can get HD uh, television shows, but what about iPods? Yes. Well, they say on uh, Apple's webpage says that if you download that HD uh, TV show, then as a bonus, super free, thrown in with it, you get an iPod-ready version of the video as well. So clearly, 
you know, the HD versions are clearly not meant for watching on those tiny, tiny little screens. Uh, so you get a nice formatted, pre-formatted version for your iPod. And I wonder if that's the SD version or if that's an even smaller version that's like a 320 by 240 or something. It seems like it would make sense to make it smaller. They don't spell yeah. it out, or at least I didn't see it on there. But it seems like that would make sense to make mm-hmm. it smaller because you're already, you know, you're downloading a big file. You well, know, why, why, why put it on a 640 by 480 when you can't because, even show that? Well, because the iPods can hook up to a TV and show 640 by 480. And eh, nobody does that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that's what, that's what the Apple TV is for. Nobody watches SD anymore. It's all HD now. Yeah. I hear because I have a giant 27-inch standard definition. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so uh, next up was iTunes 8, and we'd all been expecting iTunes 8 to happen. Um, well, it was inevitable, right? Yeah. yeah. We're just going to kill out, off comes, iTunes. It comes after Never 7. Comes right. after 7. Um, one thing that was – I think one sentence was devoted to it was accessibility with voiceover. And to most people, that means nothing. Who cares? But um, a, a guy named Josh uh, DeLioncourt, who I interviewed several podcasts back, is a big accessibility guy. He's a blind developer. And uh, he sent me an email saying, this is huge because iTunes prior to this had absolutely no uh, accessibility. And for the, the people who are sight impaired and blind, it's impossible to use. I mean, and it's really beneficial to them. Now it's all built in. It's all working with voiceover. And there's another company that's in there doing some work with it as well. So... And it works on uh, Windows with Windows accessibility features as well, yeah. according to the, their webpage. So right. it's great. So uh, beyond accessibility, there is uh, a new browsing feature. Yeah, so well, it borrows a lot from uh, iPhoto 08 mm-hmm. in terms of the way it's set up. Very much in the way that the iPhoto 08 has the events feature where you can like skim through your little pictures and it gives you a little thumbnail for all of your different events. Um, iTunes takes the iTunes A takes in the same direction with uh, albums and artists, etc. So that you know, if you want to skim through a particular artist, you can get set up the grid view, get a thumbnail for each of your artists, and then sort of skim over that thumbnail to see all the different albums you have for that artist, or genres, or composers. TV show episodes. Um, TV show works for TV shows and movies and all that stuff. But it's a lot. I mean, Steve said. You showed the existing grid uh, view, which they interview when they introduced around the same time as CoverFlow, and said that there's just there was all this wasted space in there. And clearly, mm-hmm. if you had, especially if you had like two or three songs for an album, it was just all this big white space. And so they're clearly trying to find something to make it a little more efficient. It looks pretty nice, right? And because they can't have an Apple event now, seemingly without mentioning the cloud, um, oh, we have to mention the new Genius feature, which I think is the hallmark feature mm-hmm. of iTunes yeah. Eight. It, are you? It was cloudy today. It was cloudy today. That was iTunes. Did I, miss, all did I, right did over. I miss something? Were the geniuses up in the clouds? With they us? were up in the – yes, because the genius actually is up in the cloud and the idea behind who wants to explain what genius is all about. I'm not smart enough to explain genius. I'm going to leave it to another genius. <laughs> well, it works sort of like Pandora on these other services where it surveys all the users of all iTunes around the world, pulls up their libraries in terms of what artists they have, um, sucks that into the cloud. And so when you connect, it says – Wow, you've got these artists in your library. You'd probably like these are in this playlist or what mm-hmm. you're listening to right now. You'd probably also like these other things based on what other people who have that like. And then it creates a new playlist of similar type songs or artists. Right, that are in your library. That are in your library. And, of course, opportunity for Apple to make money. On the side, you get a little sidebar that says, by the way, you might also like these <laughs> songs available from the iTunes store. And uh, so it's just a way, kind of like Pandora, to, to, mm-hmm. to find out. Well, to first of all, to, to make your own playlists automatically, but also then to find other music that you might also like. 
And it learns as it goes. Right. I mean, it, it, you, they said it's a three-step process to turn it on. So it's not like the mini it's, store it's opt in. thing. Opt You've got to say, I want to I do this. It's all anonymous, although they aggregate mm-hmm. the data. It's not tied to your account, right. which means it's going to learn as it goes. And it's going to – once right. it rolls out and people start using it, it's going to get smarter. Right. Um, well, they said the, the results will be up – you, you get new results each once week. Once a week. Each week. The data, able, yeah. the data will come down and it's based on the aggregate data of everybody. So the more people right. who use iTunes, mm-hmm. the smarter it's going to get. Out of the gate, I asked them what um, what it was based on. Was it just like based on five guys at Apple down in the basement or what? And they said actually out of the gate what it's based on is anonymized um, iTunes purchase data. Yeah. Oh. So, it, so it's based on, on buying patterns of people in the store, which is obviously not your entire library sure. for, yeah. for some of us and for others it is. But it's a good head start and they said it's already pretty smart. Yeah. And I, but I would imagine that it will get really smart over yeah. time as people yeah. use it. Yeah, because they have the just for you feature in the previous version of, of iTunes right, right. and several back. And it, it's close enough. You know, I, I get embarrassed every so often when I see, what, you think I'd like that? I was so lame. But no, I, th- I think this will be uh, more accurate the more people that participate yeah, in this thing. It's, it's a cool feature. It and really it's, is. It's yeah. big business too. Yeah. I mean look at Amazon, yeah. Netflix, all these things. Yeah, you recommendations. use recommendations. Sure. And if you can get a good algorithm that does that, it's money in your pocket. And it works on the iPod Touch and the uh, iPod Nano uh, as right. well. And the iPhone. And the iPhone with the new, Friday. With the new yeah. software. So – um, that which is kind of cool, which is it's not talking to the cloud when it does the genius. It downloads like all the genius data and then and then the genius software runs the algorithm and, and makes right. the picks for you. So whatever you've got on your iPod at the time you choose the genius setting, it picks out of that and gives you something. Right, right. Yeah, I think this is a huge deal because yeah. now that we don't have radio telling us what to listen to anymore and people increasingly are listening on devices that are just plugged in their head. They're not talking to other people about what they listen to. Where do you get – Advice for the new new kinds of music that you want to listen to, and I think the fact that it can analyze this and compare you to other people is really powerful. It's it's definitely capitalizes on that serendipity moment. You've you we've all had that where you listen to a song on the iTunes and you think, oh man, the song I'd really like to hear after this. And every once in a while, you ever get yeah, that oh, yeah. where the song comes mm-hmm. up, and like I think this is Apple trying to to cue into that and say, you know, we, people love it when that happens. Yeah, so what yeah. if we can provide a way to sort of ensure you know seed it with other songs that you want to hear directly after the yeah. song you're listening to. I guess Stephen Levy will get a whole other article out of this. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a whole book practically about, about the shuffle features. So this yeah. and it, it also throws in the question like I always wonder why they haven't been doing something more like you were talking about word of mouth and about people listening to music that their friends recommend or whatever. And you know, Microsoft's been pushing that with the yeah. Zune very hard and I wonder if this isn't sort of Apple stopgap sort of like, well, well okay, you this know. This is the social but I mean it actually works because yeah. other people use this device. Although it kind of went unnoticed but Microsoft announced pretty much the same feature yesterday for the Zoom. Really? <laughs> yes. For all, all 17 people who own them, yeah, I think exactly. are just going to be thrilled yeah. by yeah. that. Well, I mean it's a, it, it is a – a feature that you got to have. Right? Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. sure this is this is not necessarily Apple being groundbreaking. This is Apple, you know, saying we need to do it. Now maybe they we'll see how it works. Maybe they did it the best way. Yeah. We, yeah. But you know, I think they had to have it. Of course, right. they did it the best way, Jason. They only do things the best way. <laughs> I see. <right>? Ever. <laughs> that's what Steve said. I, that's right. The, the reality distortion field is still distorting <laughs> a little bit. I see. And with that, you'll get a new version of QuickTime because you have to have it seven five five. Seven five five. Uh, and then front row also comes up that. They want Play your HD. Version. So does the new front movies? row have a genius feature in it? 
I don't, don't know anymore. yet. That's a good question. That's a question we leave for the reader. For the reader. Right. Or listener in this listener. case. And then those of you using Windows, uh, you'll have to <coughs> download a copy of uh, Safari and um, also uh, a, mobile 17, panel. A, a mobile me panel yeah. and 17 other versions of Apple software. But you're probably not listening to us right now. <laughs> no, you're not. No, I just sort of lord it over them. Yes, we, Apple makes you download all this stuff you don't need and too bad. All right, Hardware. First thing up and uh, pretty much up and gone within two minutes was the iPod Classic. Which is just biding his time. Dead man walking. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone else hear taps playing yeah. in the background? <laughs> well, we've been saying for a year or so that, that the Classic is only around until Apple can get flash memory cheap enough to make yeah. a big capacity a, touch. A 128. 128-gig touch. Yeah. Yep. And Jason mentioned earlier that you know by what they did as well, they dropped the 160 gig altogether. They bumped the 80 up to 120. So there's now one iPod Classic for 249. That's 120 right. gigabytes in the thin, the thinner, in, in form the thinner profile. Which I was interested to, to see that they said that the thinner one always has has sold better than yeah. the thicker one because I always assumed people bought the biggest possible yeah, because classic. They wanted the capacity. And I think it, and it turns out it's not true. Yeah, it's not, huh. not exclusively. But, but I mean, you made a good point yeah. though that by dropping this down to 120. When they finally release a touch that's that's 128, it's going to be, hey, I've got more room. <laughs> Whereas yeah. if they went from the 160 down to the yeah. 128, it would have been a big. Yeah, I'm sure there's still going to be people yeah. who are upset. That that's four, four times yeah. what the touch has now. Yeah. So it, you know, there's still whether this will be in a year. I mean, the rate of change in technology, it might yeah. be a year yeah. when this uh, mm-hmm. when it when it happens. And when it does, yeah, then it'll quietly go away. It'll be yep. sad because I mean, I'll leave the Nano right as the only click wheel iPod. Mm-hmm. But the Nano is the iPod now. Yeah. I, it is. I mean, everything I else yeah. is just sort of like, oh, and those two. It's a platform. Right. But I mean, well, you, the iPod Touch is a new platform with the iPhone yeah. and then and the, the shuffle. Yeah, the, the Nano is the mainstream yeah. iPod. Yep. The Classic is, is for people who must have massive storage. And you know Apple wants. wants to get rid of that product because it's got that hard drive in it, moving parts mm-hmm. in a consumer electronics device. It's a terrible idea. They did it because they had to. And they only keep that around because there are people who yep. would scream bloody murder if they couldn't get a big iPod. But, mm-hmm. you know, the Nano is, is, is the mainstream. And I think the Touch is hot on its heels, but the Nano yeah, really yeah, is yeah, the iPod yeah. now. Yeah, for now it is. Uh, okay, so there is the uh, the Nano. It's the 4G. 4G. 4G four, in, in four years, right? Three years? Three years? When do they introduce Yeah, I think, the- it's a, I think it's a new one every year. Yeah. Funny. So, mm. nine colors. Nine colors, if of, you can. Of the rainbow. And you consider <laughs> black and silver colors, which yeah, I guess Well, I was told that pink is not in the rainbow. I was corrected yes, by an Apple representative. Not. I said, so, because they had them all arrayed, you know, Almost. beautifully arrayed. I said, is this actually the rainbow pattern? And they said, well, you know, pink is not in the rainbow. Not in the rainbow. And neither oh. are silver or black. Right. But, yeah. And I, here I thought Steve Jobs yeah. had finally managed to work rainbows into the can, iPod. Then, I was hoping for unicorns. Can, can we can we back this up? Because I want, I, want <laughs> I, I want the beginning of this podcast today to say, today in the Macworld podcast, we discussed the rainbow <laughs> and unicorns. The rainbow is back. And, I, and, yeah. Red, orange. Yellow, green, green blue, blue, purple, indigo, violet. There's kind of a purpley yeah, indigo, but so you know, pink and pink, and black and silver, and black, black, and black silver. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and they're not giving it any. They're not saying it's celery and right. They actually give them the normal names, right? Yes, yeah. they have. They have the black one is beautiful, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you looked at it. It, it is. Uh, uh, Greg Joswiak from Apple said, I don't know how we made black vibrant, but, you know, <laughs> and I said, you're that good. It's, but, it's but the it is, new it's, black. It's almost pewtery. It's because yeah. it's, it's, it's got the metallic, yeah. but it's also kind of mm-hmm. matte, and it, right. it's, it's really pretty. Yeah. Is this the first time they've had a yellow iPod? Yes. Yeah. They've had orange. They've they had, had orange. Yeah, well, because when they were using those flavors, <laughs> they didn't want it to be known as lemon. Right. Oh, well, that actually went right. back to the, to the, the iMac. Banana. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. We'll say, oh, it's banana. No, it's that's a lemon. So they wanted to avoid yeah. it. Now yeah. I think they feel confident enough about it. They okay, fine. Yeah, well, it's pretty good. It's almost gold, actually. If you it look is. Close. Yeah. It's I mean, it's a... just a, they're gorgeous things, and they call them vibrant. And we'll just they a, really are. Yeah. A little sidetrack here is that the shuffle is now in. They have vibranted up. Four yes. of the colors, but the, so they dipped them in the same vats of ink that they use for the yeah, so ads. Yeah, uh, yeah, leftover paint. That, that, the ads with the dripping colors. Yeah. Out. Now, what's their little tagline? Uh, it's Rolled so memorable, I forgot. Nanochromatic. Chromatic. Nanochromatic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that rolls off. It's not monochromatic. It's, it's nanochromatic. It's easy. To, believe it or not, it's easy to miss stuff when you're trying to actually cover the keynote live. Yeah. Well, I had a camera in my lap, yeah. but I'm like shooting on my knee. And I was typing something. everything, so I had to ask him, Dan, everything. Wait, was this feature? Actually I, I was the observer. I think we had the optimal configuration. We had one guy, one guy writing, one guy kind of combination of doing photography and writing, one guy doing photography, and then one person actually paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Dan, what, what what happened? I'm glad. What something... song was he singing, huh, Dan? <laughs> So uh, right. plus Dan has the encyclopedic knowledge of Jack Johnson songs, <laughs> which was very useful. Oh yeah, very useful at the end. Um, so we have a couple of capacities: eight gigabyte for one forty nine, sixteen gigabyte one ninety nine. They didn't do the color differentiation, as far as I know. That no, yeah, they're all it's the first time. time. There's no color tax. No. Yeah. Although, um, although I, I asked you earlier, what are they going to do about inventory control here? Sorry, we've got twenty yellow, but we have no blue left. Well, that's that's them's the brakes. Yep. Yeah, I guess you just have to – I'm sure they're going to churn them out by the boatload and they'll have them all Something there. Something for everybody. Yeah. So uh, – and in this one, they have an accelerometer built in mm-hmm. because – Because it's – well, it's – I was going to say it's widescreen, it's cool. but it's, it's, it's almost cool. – it's, it's tall screen. It's tall screen unless you turn it and then it's widescreen. You know, I have yeah. to say I was a little surprised after seeing it blown up on – on stage, I thought, oh, okay. they blew it up. It's, yeah, they blew. Oh God! Uh, and it was and it blends. the humanity. But it was. I thought, okay, well, this is going to be bigger than my previous two G, and I was surprised it's not. I we went there and looked at the table and said, they're tiny. It's they're the same. Tiny. It's the I same. Put it, same I put size. it up. I, whipped, I happen to have my two G on me, and I put it next to it, and they're they're almost identical. It's in a height. little more oval. The, the, the it's more tapered on the back and front. Yeah, it's thinner thinner at the edge. Dan Franks is actually holding one is, in his hands. The screen now. is, is much bigger. The screen too. is curved too. Although you know what, it's not as curved. If you look at it, it's almost it's basically flat. And but they said it was curved glass. Yeah, yeah the over, screen is the screen is flat, yeah. but the cover is. Right. Could we curved. break that screen just to see what's underneath? No. <laughs> oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a much bigger screen, and like Chris said, it has an accelerometer, so that um, it's it's a vertical screen. But when you rotate the iPod, you know, ninety well, degrees, it's rotating it now, but you can't see because <laughs> this is a podcast. The um, the screen actually rotates. Well, just let's, like, be, let's uh, be clear: it's larger than the two G nanos, but it's the same correct. size as the three G nanos. Just right. turn the screen right. on its right. end. Right. Yeah. Imagine the third generation, the the fat boy nano. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you took that screen and made please, it vertical. Please, please, wide load. Wide. Wide. Okay, so what does this do for – I mean in the interface, how is this reflected when you turn it to its side? Well, when you're watching video, it automatically goes to the widescreen. So you have to turn the, the, the iPods mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Um, but uh, on – for example, when you're um, browsing your songs, if you turn the iPod horizontal, uh, you get cover flow. Woo-hoo. Man, they love cover. They, I, yes, I think they love it. Yeah, exactly, disproportionate I, to how much people use I it. I know. I got. I got a. I got an email from a guy when I wrote an article saying that I thought CoverFlow was useless. In the Finder is what I said, and he was like, "You, you should be fired. <laughs> CoverFlow cover is great." So, so, sir, if you're out there listening, I'm sorry, but I hate CoverFlow. I wish I could turn it off. Yeah, I hate it so much. But you know, hey, to each his own. It's yes. it's in there now, so we can do that. They have other kind of flowy elements in there. We were looking through the um, album screen, and I guess 
the sort of album covers flow by on the bottom or right, yeah they it, it, instead of being that big block yeah. on on the third generation nano and on the classic you've got this sort of traditional 4 by 3 screen or whatever and half the screen's taken up by that flowy preview of whatever album it is you're looking at yeah. and so and the text is cut off you know a lot of your it's got own, a little Ken Burns yeah exactly yeah, and, yeah, and a lot of your songs yeah. you can't see the whole thing so what they did is now that the that the screen is vertical. Three by four. Right. <laughs> so now they use the very, very bottom of the screen to be sort of the little flowy. It's like a marquee sort right. of going by. At the, at the right. bottom. And then you can see a little bit more of the titles and stuff. Yeah, I think the text is more readable. It now. is, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, the wow factor of the accelerometer is that when you're sick of listening to what you're listening to right. right now. You just shake it and it shuffles to the next song. Now, we had an interesting experience when I was looking at it um, because I decided to give that a shot and I shook the iPod and the song that comes up that came up when I shook it was there's a whole lot of shaking going on. Yeah. Now, nerd, and nerd, then nerd. I overheard someone on the other side say same. the exact same like a, a oh look you shook like one of the Apple people saying, "Oh, look you shook it." And the song that came up was there's a whole lot of shaking going on. And then it happened to Jason. So so, so I asked Apple about this. Oh, uh, this I got Because know. you know, I needed to waste some time in the briefing <laughs> with Apple because you get executives in a room and really you don't want to ask them any questions that are valuable. So, I said, "Is it true that that uh, if I shake it and a whole lot of shaking going on, uh, it's in my library that it'll come up?" And they looked at each other and then they looked at me and they said, no, that's crazy. And I said, well, in that case, I'm just going to spread it as an urban legend then. Yeah, so, because it happened so, in the demo. So three times. times. So let's, enter, let's enter urban legend mode now. And, and for those of you who like facts, what we're about to say isn't true. <laughs> those of you who like to imagine you can run with this and yeah. post it on your blog, please, immediately, which is if you have the word shake – in your iTunes uh, song title and you shake your iPod with the accelerometer, I think it, it's going to show up. Just watch. I think you're right. I, I, okay. And that's the end of my urban legend. And, and listeners, not true. Uh, it would help us if in the comments field you added every song title you can think of that contains the word shake. I'd also like to add that if you shake your iPod, Steve Jobs will bring you a milkshake right there. <laughs> Is that and right? then he will drink your milkshake. <laughs> and if you pull up Shake Your Money Maker, money will pour shake it like out a Polaroid of your only, – only, only if it's a soy milkshake. <laughs> OK. Right. So that's sort of the cute factor. Um, yeah. We tried it. It works you sometimes. To, you actually have to Which shake direction? it pretty hard. OK. Right. Because if, and, if and you're jogging we, yeah, we asked them. We said, well, this is the iPod Nike Sport Kit iPod. Yeah. So they said, oh, no, no, we it doesn't do it if you're running. Well, yeah. I, checked, yeah, I asked them about a trampoline. They said they had not they tested, not tested on a trampoline. So here's the, here's the, the deal. Um, if you use the hold switch, right. it doesn't it, work. It deactivates it. And yeah. if the um, screen blacks out, um, so it's through inactivity, um, so it actually like won't, if it's sleeping. It won't work oh, either. Um, so you, you have to be actively sort of looking yeah. at the iPod right. and going, no, right. no, and shaking it to get right. it to, to <laughs> no, work. No, 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 no. And there's also – Come on, seven. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also a software control for it. So you can deactivate it in the settings screen. Right. All right. Then they talked about some accessories. That's what they talked about. Next is accessories for this thing. You're so excited. I am so excited about it because – more Apple headphones in the world. Well, and also this is something we talked about over a year ago, I think in regard to the touch because it didn't have external volume controls. What would make sense is to make some headphones that had a remote control built in onto the wire and sure enough. Like like the iPhone kind of had. Yeah. Better though, yeah. Right. Yes. right. So, so it's it's kind of like the i the iPhones headphones, and that it's got the little controller. Click it once to pause or unpause. Click it twice to fast forward. Click it three times to go back. 
mm-hmm. which click, the iPhone doesn't click have. Click it together oh, and nice. with your heels to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a mic built in. And it has a microphone built in so that you don't need to buy an external mic, you know, a third-party dock connector microphone in order to record on the Nano. Right. So you can do your little voice notes right. on there. There's, there's, and volume controls. And volume, and volume controls. controls. And there's only one downside to them, which is that they're still iPod headphones. Yeah. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> yeah, although they are making the in-ear version with the with the different uh, yeah, ear tips. So, I'll believe right. that when I – Their new yeah. higher-end $79. Right. I would imagine that they will sound as good as a $79 pair of in-ear headphones will sound. Well, the last ones didn't sound as good as a – Fifty yeah. whatever dollar set. Yeah. So so we'll we'll see. But I think I think actually for for those of us who you know some people love the iPod headphones and more power to good them. Good for you. You know it's if, great. Some of us don't. And the good, good the good news about this <laughs> is that if Apple can implement those controls, so Third can party. other right. companies that make headphones. And that's great for the rest of us because there'll be adapters and you'll see it come from third parties. And hooray for that. Yeah, except. Uh, this plugs in the headphone port. You have to imagine there's some kind of proprietary connector in there that will receive the – Yeah, but it's a standard mini plug. So it's just what pins and what it's doing. Well, and I... there were third-party mics for the iPhone. And... Yeah, those are dock connector things and you had to pay Apple a tariff to get – Not for the – no, It means the, uh, the headphones. Yeah, but the, so the headphone jack is, sta- is a standard – I mean it, they haven't – they haven't patented the mini jack and it is right. a mini jack. So it's a three it's a three connector mini jack. The yeah. the iPhones one. Right. Yeah. But so, didn't like some of the, right. there were third party yeah, yeah, headphones right. that you could use sure. a mic on. Yeah. Like that. So yeah. I I think that there will probably be a vibrant yeah. market of, of other headphones for this and that'll be great because I would love to be able to adjust my volume without doing the old pocket squeeze uh, but, that I do right now. But for the touch we don't have to do that anymore. That's right. There are buttons on the touch. There now. are now buttons on the yeah. touch, which is something Dan Frakes oh from day one. And a speaker? Holy My two biggest rants for the touch is from day one I said it does not have external volume controls. It's crazy. It's crazy. You have to press the button, get the screen to come up, unlock it, then find the volume controls. Why don't they just put hardware buttons like the iPhone? Yeah. And, and they did. They did. And I, I'm going to call Steve up today and say thank you. And, and the speaker thing is also huge for yes. um, the perspective of, uh, of uh, software designers because there are lots of yeah. app designers who are designing games and they really expect that you should be able to do some sound right. effects hear out, what, of, right. hear what out, you're doing. out of the product because the phone has it. And so now the, the second generation touch right. will be able to make those noises. Uh, well, you know, not a great speaker, but right. it's a speaker. But it's a good speaker. I mean, a good enough speaker. And that's I use my iPhone all the time for podcasts or just for watching like a TV show or something on it. And I don't want to wear headphones. And the iPhone speaker is, yeah. is adequate. And so if it's as good as the iPhone speaker, that's great. Well, and it's great for parents and right. kids on a long trip. I've been oh, yeah. passing my iPhone to the back, mm-hmm. and you know, then I want to make a call later. It's like, oh, dead. Now I can get the new touch and say, here, honey, watch Wizard of Oz, knock yourself out because I don't want her putting headphones in. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I've still got my iPhone that I can yeah. use that. I mean those, those two things alone are great upgrades, but it also has a few other things. Right. It also has Nike plus iPod is now built in. You don't need a dongle right. anymore. Are all those people who are running with their iPod touches, are they alive? You know, I thought it was it's crazy, not... but my wife does it all the time. Oh, okay. You know, so there are definitely people. Out I mean, because they always yeah. made they always made a big deal about the nano being the one, and that right. that seemed to make sense to me. It's lightweight, small, right? Sure. Stuff. And I, that comes in three flavors: eight gigabyte, two twenty nine, uh, sixteen is two ninety nine, and thirty two gigabytes is three ninety nine. So iPhone, if you don't think about the monthly charges, uh, is uh, cheaper, sort of. 
Sort of. <laughs> but not by much. And, not by much. And the monthly yeah. charge, and monthly is, charge yeah. is a big difference is, is there. A, is a big deal. But you can't make a call. But the touch is more – is a much closer to a mainstream product now. It's inching down there with the, mm-hmm. with the price sure. being lower. Now, here's an interesting idea because it will support the App Store and applications. Now you've got headphones that have a built-in mic and uh, so a voice over IP is allowed on the iPod Touch. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Oh, absolutely. Are those are those headphones bundled with or do they No, no, they're not. They're extra. Yeah, yeah. extra. They're extra. But still, I mean, it is it is interesting to see if there was a, you know, Skype kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Cuz Steve said that. that would be allowed under Wi-Fi. On Wi-Fi, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Why not? Uh, because uh, AT&T might say, "Well, I'll tell you why not." No, because we're not getting our pound of flesh. Well, but on Wi-Fi, I I, yeah. I get the distinct impression that Apple can do whatever they want on Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and right. AT&T can't say anything. As long as so. we're not touching your network, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, I think that is the deal. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then uh, 2.1 software for the iPod Touch today. Great, great thing that we didn't know, which is, do they have to keep nickeling and diming people? And it sounds like. They did something about the 2.0 mm-hmm. version, which you had to pay for if you're a right. touch user, where now it's covered. So they changed their accounting practices. Right. Yeah. Some, for some way, they're accounting for 2.0 so that it includes some upgrades right. within 2.0, which right. is cool. So, so if you don't know what we're talking about, if you bought the 2.0 iPod Touch software upgrade, you get the 2.1 for free. free. If you didn't buy it and you're still on one point whatever, it's a $10 charge. Right. And you get to you go all the way up to 2.1. Right. Right. And Steve talked about this in terms of the iPhone as well and right out of the box he said – and there have been some bugs. And so this fixes a whole bunch of things. Uh, your battery life is going to get better. You're not going to re- experience the drop calls if you have lots of applications. It's going to work, quote, work better if you have lots of applications. Work better. Hopefully, hopefully means those applications will run all the time. It, yeah, it will work the way it was supposed to work. Right. And, uh, and, and hopefully a whole bunch of July 11th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't. Two months later, they've – but, you know, t- full credit, yes, we, we can say that the 2.0 ship buggy and it did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, the, the skeptic might say, the pessimist might say, uh, how long are we going to have to live with those bugs? And two months actually for me, I, I was worried it was going to be longer. I was worried yeah. we were going to be sitting on 2.0 until January or longer. So two months, they got it out um, and we'll have to see what it what it fixes and what it doesn't fix. Something and the developers – are probably excited because uh, a lot of developers have been struggling with uh, having to worry about 2.0 and 2.1 and they kind of can't be used together. Right. So now the developers can get onto 2.1 and take advantage of what's in 2.1, well, whatever that might be. Well, they've also been taking the heat for 2.0 when well, applications right. crash and they say, well, yeah. what you've got a lousy application. No, it's not. We're doing right here and it's it's the iPhone OS. Right. I talked talk to a developer the other day who said, look, I fixed as many of the crashing bugs as I could possibly yeah. uh, fix – and that's maybe 10% of the crashing bugs because the rest of them are on Apple. So let's hope. Well, Dan Moore, and you were at C4 as well. Was that kind of what I you didn't say from? I talked to a developer. It was a shadowy developer in the night. No, I'm sorry. Well, Dan Moore is, is not afraid to say that. I am not afraid to say that I don't know anything. Uh, no, there are there are definitely a lot of developers complaining about, about 2.0 and about 2.1. And uh, it sounded like 2.1 you know, fixed a lot of problems, but – they couldn't be sure. There were ways that Apple was not telling them necessarily everything that went in there. So I think they could try to keep things on the down low a little bit since obviously mm-hmm. since the developers have access to betas of this, that means that new features were a lot easier, you know, a lot more likely to get leaked at some right. point. Because so developers they held talk back. to members of the press like, you know, like Dan and me. <laughs> and then we talk about we it hear. on places like this podcast. But something interesting to point out that was not 
talked about today, even though we did hear it uh, mentioned in the past about September, was the uh, Apple's the push notification service for the for the iPhone. Yeah, yeah but this was an iPod event. It's still so early. It's still early in September, but it was something that was not. We, they rolled out a brand new major software upgrade, yeah. and so are they going to roll out a second major iPhone software upgrade in September with that feature? Who knows? Maybe that's maybe it's in there. Maybe yeah, it's it could in be in there, there and they just mm-hmm. and then because that's Apple controls. Here. <laughs> oh, well, because Apple Apple controls the service, they could put it in there and then and then not have the service turned on. Yeah. But it could be you know two point one point one. They could do right. that too. I guess we'll see. We've got some time. Yeah. And uh, speaking of time, because Dan Frakes and I need to rush off and start working on our first looks of the iPod Nano and the iPod Touch, let's wrap up by saying, was this a significant announcement? Was this a big day for Apple? I thought it was. I mean, I think that Jobs, every time he does this, says, this is our best lineup of iPods ever. Every time he says it. Was it case you could but, say that? Right, exactly. It's not as good as but, the last one. <laughs> I like last year. Yeah, last year, you know, Sorry, we suckers. needed to change. We need to be able to sell more. No, but I actually thought this is, really is a, a great lineup of iPods because they're all so different. You know, there's something for everybody. I mean, before last year we made the comments that the iPod Nano and the iPod Classic were essentially just different versions, mm-hmm. big one and small. But now they're really different. There, there's a, there's a, you know, the touch is completely different from the Nano, which is completely different from the Shuffle. And there's an iPod for pretty much anybody who wants it. And they're really, they've got some unique features that really set it apart from the competition. I, so I, I think this is the best and, set. And, and I mean, I, I kind of agree with Steve that, that they every time they bring out a new set, they, they improve things. Like mm-hmm. every, every model is, I think, in at least some metric, like, you know, substantially better than what preceded it. You know, the I, the iPod Nano number two, I think, was better than the, the first iPod Nano. And then the third, 3G brought in a bigger screen. This one brings back you know, the form factor that they liked a little better. But it keeps the new screen as well. I mean, I think they kind of incrementally. Yeah. Although I did like time. the wide load shape of the Nano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said that one. Thank you. Wide load. <laughs> Hooray. Yeah. You know. Everybody expects Apple to do magical things every time out and re- change the world every time Steve Jobs gets up on stage. And it's totally unrealistic unre- expectation. As you said at the beginning, Chris, this is the thing they do every year, which is they roll out the iPods. Apple has a huge quarter financially when it's the holidays because they sell a bajillion, roughly speaking, an estimate, bajillion iPods. So what was this? This was the – to use like presidential speech terms, it was the red meat speech, right? Mm-hmm. It, this is this – is, what Apple does this time of year and they do a great job and it's the reason that they've got more than 75% market share in iPods and this was that. They have to do it. They have to get new iPods out there for the for the holiday buying season. They did it. They they do progress. They do get aggressive with the pricing which is great to see that they're, they're more affordable that you can get that Nano with video for what, $129? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this is what they do. This is part of their business and it's become – for the, over the last five years, it's become a core of their business. Uh, actually, it's one forty. One forty. Because right. everybody around the table is going low, low prices. <laughs> oh my God, a team keeper! I'm going to go buy one. I, I, <laughs> yes, I've kept the price. Don't come. At, okay, one forty nine. One forty nine for an iPod with video. That's 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 mm-hmm. great. So, it is great. So you know, this is what they do. This is a huge part of their business this time of year, and yeah. the rest of the year is for Macs and iPhones. And, but and they really do have time. to be that the you know that target that you know, like you said, seventy five percent market share. They want to be the people who are, despite the fact that they still control the majority of the market, they want to be out in front of everybody. They want to be moving all those features forward and making everybody else play catch-up to them. Yeah, and they want to be in all the Christmas stockings. And if they're selling more of the same, then they won't be so much. So, you know, the from a crass marketing 
point of view, um, when they brought Phil Schiller on stage to show all those games, mm -hmm. why did they do that? They did that to send the message that the iPod Touch is not just a music and video device, but it's a gaming device. Mm -hmm. And that is all about kids sending the message to, to buy it for your kid, buy it for your nephew. They'll play games on it, put it in the stocking, do it. Do it now. Do it stocking. Now. See, we're back to iPod socks. That's the that, full that circle. Is. <laughs> That is. The iPod goes in the sock. It goes in the sock. And we're going to wrap up this podcast and put it in the sock. I will mention that Jack Johnson finished off and he's actually troll. I, th I thought he was uh, very amusing. Yeah, sure. I love that he was singing to oh, his friend friend Joe who was singing the love song. Website. Yeah. Do you think – does anyone think John Mayer is crying secretly because he didn't get No. He got mentioned like 17 times. I think he's in every genius shuffle. Genius That's my, my theory. John, <laughs> John Mayer may be the genius. He could be. But, you know, he's, Let's he's start that as a – John Mayer here. I'm in the cloud. That's right. Sometimes. Yes. So, uh, and that's it for us. We too are, are disappearing into the cloud. So, once again, I am Chris Breen and Dan Frakes and Dan Warren and Jason Snell. And thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. Audible.com is the leading provider of digital spoken word entertainment, offering 40,000 audiobooks for your iPod. Get a free audiobook download when you try the service at www audiblepodcast.com slash macworld check out great titles like I was or the second coming of Steve Jobs with your free audiobook credit this is a special offer for Macworld podcast listeners so to get your free audiobook visit www.audiblepodcast.com slash macworld